Good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Wednesday, the 6th day of January 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hi. Opened up the uh, show by walking into a made rib t-shirt. Thank you very much, Big J. Yeah, man. It looks very cool. Even the packaging it comes in is cool. It looks like a little McRib. I'm a packaging guy, and that's why I bought that. (laughs) It's nice. Do you know, I I almost don't want to open it up because the packaging is so cool. I know. It's a a tube, and it looks like a big McRib. Yeah. Do do you know what the t-shirt says? It says McRib on it. (laughs) Is that all it says? Okay. Uh, I'll find a picture for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You Uh, But it's very cool. Uh, as a proud proponent of the McRib, I told Big J, have you had one yet? Yeah. You have? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I told Big J I haven't I haven't had a McRib yet, which is uh, very sad. I mean, and I forgot, because it had been so long, that you need 75 napkins. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're a mess. Um, yeah, you have one of them. I had barbecue sauce all over my beard. And <laughs> That's not a surprise. Then it gets sticky and dried. It's like, you like it. And, of course, we also have a chance today... For a movie review from Big J, he watched Nocturnal Animals last night on a streaming service called Netflix. Maybe you've heard of it. And, of course, we also have a chance for you to win some Avatar passes today. They've got a streaming concert themselves happening in just a couple of days on the 9th, which I believe is Saturday. You'll have an opportunity to check that out a couple times over this morning here on the show. And that should put our Wednesday in fun mode. That's the idea. We're halfway through the week, Big J. The first full week of the new year. You don't have a three-day weekend? That should excite you, apparently? Yeah, and it feels like this week is crawling. (laughs) You were complaining about how fast things are going in three-day weeks, and now you're upset about how slow... Yeah, that's always my complaint. I mean, I'm like a broken record, but it's true for me. It's my truth. Uh, And that's fine. But, uh, yeah, two more days to go, even after today. So almost three full days, Big J, so you better buckle down and uh, tag team in everything you need to do. whatever, Whatever you need to do. Uh, Of course, we also play music on this show. Let's kick off things with a little green day. It's when I come around here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Now, the coronavirus is still going on, Big J, around the Gem State. If you've noticed, the numbers haven't really declined much over the last couple of weeks. Yesterday, uh, the Gem State reported... Around uh, 1,457 new and probable cases, leaving the statewide total at uh, 144,843 total. Uh, They do expect us to hit that 150,000 number mark at some point this week, probably later on. uh, 20,843 doses of the COVID-19 vaccine have been administered, according to the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare. Also, 13 new deaths reported yesterday. Uh, That leaves us at 1474 total since the beginning of the virus as well here in the state. So uh, they're keeping track of new and probable cases. They're keeping track of doses of vaccine as well here in the state. So that's all news you can find on the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare website if you want. Hey, uh, much to uh, my surprise, I had no idea the Heisman Trophy was being given out last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alabama's Devonta Smith won the Heisman Trophy last night, the first wide receiver to win the award in 29 years. Do you remember who the last one was? Oh, yeah, Desmond Howard. That's right. From? University of Michigan. That's correct. Former Packer and Super Bowl MVP for the Packers. Uh, Smith ended up beating out uh, three quarterbacks, including Trevor Lawrence, who's probably going to be the number one pick. His teammate at Alabama, Mac Jones, and Kyle Trask as well. Uh, An Alabama running back, Najee Harris, came in fifth place, making the Crimson Tide 
just the second time in the 85-year history of the Heisman that they had three of the top five finishers in voting. Smith was presented the Heisman at a virtual ceremony, and the winner was announced later than it had ever been. But congratulations to Devonta Smith, and now they look forward to the national championship game, which Big J may be postponed. There is a possibility that the championship game could be postponed because of COVID-19. Ohio State's having another issue with the COVID-19 protocols, according to the report. The third-ranked Ohio State, which is set to take on Alabama on January 11th, had spoken to officials about player availability issues because COVID-19 tests that are positive in the program. The athletic director said they still plan on playing January 11th, but we shall see if college football is willing to bend some rules because of the issues the program is having. I don't know if they will. Well, uh, the is she or isn't she saga apparently, sadly, is over for Tanya Roberts, despite being reported as dead over the weekend and then yesterday being reported as alive. Sure enough, she passed away yesterday at the age of 65 at Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles following a strange series of events in which her death was declared, then taken back. Uh, if you missed what happened, her rep had been told by her longtime partner Sunday that she had died, but she was at that point in just critical condition, and then her publicist went live with it on TMZ, and so the story broke. Then uh, on Monday night... Actually, she ended up collapsing, and so that was the problem. And so uh, she ended up passing away and again, taking off life support uh, early afternoon yesterday, officially. But that was just a, a weird and sad socket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody wants that to have to happen. And it just seems like uh, somebody was ahead of the curve, and that's one thing you don't want to be ahead of the curve on, man. Uh, stories of her death were greatly exaggerated until they weren't, and then it just makes you feel bad for the whole situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So rest in peace. Tanya Roberts, this time it's for real. Shaman's Harvest, the chain here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's your said nude song of the day on the X Rocks. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie called Nocturnal Animals for him to watch and review for you for the streaming dumbass movie. It was pretty much an all star cast, we found out. Yeah. And so, how was the movie, Big J? Uh, very interesting uh, movie. The way uh, that they uh, kind of pieced this thing together. And I don't think I've seen it done very many times. Uh, very often this way, but I'll set it kind of set it up here. A- Amy Adams stars in this. Uh, her name is Susan in the movie, and she owns an art gallery. Uh, very wealthy, her and her husband. Her husband is played by uh, Army Hammer, uh, though they're having marital problems, uh, and uh, he goes on a business trip for the most of this, so he's very, not in this for very much. And um, her ex-husband, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, who she hasn't seen or really talked to in 15 years or so, has written a novel. And at the beginning of this movie, uh, there's an art gallery. By the way, if you <laughs> want to warn you, uh, the opening scenes of this, uh, the opening credits, which is about five minutes, is just pretty much uh, naked fat ladies. Oh, okay. That's part of her, her performance piece. So uh, prepare yourselves for that. Her performance piece. Yeah, uh, the art gallery that she has is a performance piece. So oh, it's, so it's, it's like it's like a it's like a performance art, not yeah, necessarily yeah, uh, yeah. like like painting. It's all of those things. Okay. Uh, so you've got a cadre of the uh, the larger ladies naked, just so you know. And um, so she he sends her his a book that he's just written. He's written a book. Her ex husband uh-huh. and. Uh, the, the interesting thing part about this is she, she goes home and, and she's like, oh, uh, well, you know, I'm going to read this. And she s- starts to read it. And that's when it, it gets interesting because uh, as she's reading it, 
you go, you flash into what the book is about, and it, it the, the the characters are playing out as them as her and and Jake Gyllenhaal, etc. So, so she's picturing this as like her. Yes. Okay. And okay. so that's how you have. So you've got kind of like a movie within a movie uh-huh. situation. So it kind of goes back and forth, and it, it takes a minute to figure out. Okay, I'm not in that present. I'm in the the. The, the book scene of this and then Michael Shannon is part of that whole uh, uh, entre- you know uh, that that whole escapade and he's uh, a police officer and and so you've got a lot of these great performances and you know it's very artistic and it, it's it's very good looking and it's just you know uh, there's a lot of violence in that part of it. it the the book is kind of disturbing to a certain degree and it's just kind of weird Okay. How it goes back and forth. Um, and so that's one thing I didn't really like about the movies, how we kept going back and forth and jumping through, because it just takes a second to figure out where am I. Well, I mean, wouldn't you assume that if Jake Gyllenhaal is in it, then it's part of the book and not the actual real life? Yeah, you would think that, but um, it just, uh, it, it, I didn't I didn't appreciate that aspect of it. Let's <laughs> okay. put it that way. Okay. Um, and and it's, it's got one of those open endings uh, movies that I really don't <laughs> like, so... I did not appreciate this movie very much, but uh, I can see where some uh, some folks who are, are um, you know, I want to say hoity-toity artistic types might dig it. All right. Uh, and But it is not Big J approved? Not approved. All right. Just because of the back and forth? Yeah. I mean, overall, I just didn't, I didn't appreciate that pace of the movie. All right. So, uh, Big J says, is it overly long? Is it a super long movie? No, it's. I, I don't think it's. No, it's not super long okay. at all. But uh, just uh, not not your cup of tea. Therefore, Big J does not recommend you watch Nocturnal Animals unless you're artsy. Then you might like it. Yeah, if you like the artsy stuff, you want to get existential. Who do you did you know? Did you recognize the director or the writer or anything? No, like no. And I just looked him up, and he's uh, he hasn't really done a whole lot. So, okay. so uh, the, he says it's not worth your time. You don't have to bother watching Nocturnal Animals on Netflix. A swing and miss on streaming dumbass. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, nightclubs around the country have been closed for a while. So it shouldn't be surprising that a new study finds that recreational narcotics have therefore been ditched. You know, people aren't using their party drugs anymore. Cocaine, ecstasy, LSD, all of that haven't gone away, but marijuana use is through the roof. Uh, that could also do be due to the legalization of it in a bunch of places that hadn't had it legalized Yeah, I mean, before. it's different. You, maybe you hooked up at the club and got your coke that way. Right. <laughs> now you don't have the ability to do that. No, yeah, you're separated. Researchers at New York University surveyed about 128 adults that said they did use recreational party drugs, and they found that 78% of those adults reported using less cocaine. 71% say they've cut down on their use of ecstasy, and 68% reported that they use less LSD. Now, I know your coke use is way up, but your ecstasy's use is way down yeah. during the pandemic, right? It's way down. Uh, but 29% of marijuana users reported using less of the drug during the pandemic. Overall, 35% of those who take party drugs reported consuming way more weed. 33% say they're using about the same amount as before the lockdown, and 32% say they were using less. The echoes of the finding of the research done worldwide, but that shows uh, overall people are using more marijuana and less party drugs for various reasons during this particular pandemic. So, 
take that for what you will. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't thought about that the way the you know the economics have hit the drug dealers. Man, right, right. How come the drug dealers are so far from our thoughts? Because yeah, and how do they get their stimulus package? Oh, do they? Do they can they sign up for? I mean, every damn politician has got a PPE. Uh, Loan to drug dealers? Where can they go to get theirs? I think you have to prove that you have employees to do that, so it's probably a little bit tough. But uh, they're getting the 600 bucks just like you did. Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski, uh, guard Joel Bianino, and uh, they're also wide receiver Cordero Hodge all tested positive for coronavirus in the last couple of days, along with at least two assistant coaches. They're all going to miss Cleveland's wildcard game against the Steelers this weekend after testing positive. Of course, the Browns are in the playoffs for the first time since 2002, so of course things are going to fall apart. They announced the news yesterday. Stefanski can only coach virtually from home this week. So Mike Prefer, the special teams coach, will be the acting head coach for the playoff game coming up this weekend. Will it impact them, Big J? Probably. Yeah. I don't understand why they won't let them um, coach from, like, home or the office. He can coach virtually. But no, not, no, no, not no, no, no. I mean like during the game. Coach. I mean during the game. Yeah, I mean, it could be a technology thing. I well, mean, I don't listen, know. no, you can't say that because uh, Kirk Herbstreit could call the game from his home. Right. <laughs> I no, mean, that I, was ridiculous. I get it. But it's also a, a little bit different from, you know, reacting to what you're seeing to making sure you call in a play with, you know, time on the clock and yeah. being able to communicate with the quarterback. All that kind of stuff. And so what you're able to see, I guess, may be limited or at least makes it a little bit more difficult either way. Uh, the Browns are going to be a little bit shorthanded coming up this weekend. I know this is a crazy thought, but you know there might it was. Do you think there's an advantage to having had a rampant COVID problem earlier in the season, like the Tennessee Titans? I don't know. I mean, for for one, Cleveland seems to have the most problems with it. It seems like they have somebody every week that is testing positive, and so the Cleveland Browns seem to have a bunch of issues with this. So they need to get their dogs in a row here and figure this whole thing out. But I, I don't know. I mean, the Steelers are also another team that have dealt with it a bunch, but it's not by their own volition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, they didn't. They had to deal with it because other teams were right. dealing with. There always seem to be the team that the other team who's having COVID problems is playing. And so uh, that has been its own kind of weird thing. So I don't know uh, if it is a positive or a negative or if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I know it's a bad thing to be shorthanded going into a wild card game. That much is true. But either way, uh, we'll see how it happens and how it plays out this weekend. Grammy Awards have been postponed until March 14th, Big J. Dang. Take your time. The uh, Recording Academy released a joint statement with CBS yesterday announcing that after thoughtful considerations... The host and artist scheduled to appear. The show will no longer take place on January 31st. So now we've got all the way till March 14th to wait. Uh, Trevor Noah still is going to host the event as it has been previously announced. Still planning on making making it virtual too. Uh, They just have to figure this all out. But it's going to be a couple more months now before you have any Grammy results. So sorry, it's going to take a little bit longer for you to go to sleep tonight. Is this the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks? Down under is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Nice. Australia. Shrimp on the Bobby. Exactly. And I'm guessing you're going to have as many questions as I have about this particular story, so you'll have to forgive me. We may have to use our jump to conclusions, Matt, to get to some of these dots connected, okay. but. The story is about Cam Faust and Kevin Joyner, a couple of buddies that were on a fishing uh, trip 
near East Point. They were laying some crab traps in some crocodile-infested waters near Darwin, Australia. When they were out in the early morning hours, you know, laying the crab traps, you have to get up pretty early to make that happen, and they had their light on on their boat, and they were getting ready to lay out some traps, and they saw what they thought was some dude, like, in the tree. And they're like, hang on a second, that can't be a real guy. And then they saw him waving, and they're like, oh my god, and wait, is he, is he naked? And sure enough, uh, there was a uh, naked man just completely covered in mud and as they got closer they noticed he was covered in insect bites and all sorts of stuff he was severely dehydrated and just in this tree just dangling above crocodile infested waters not a good place to be in australia i'll put it that way yeah it sounds like a terrible place to be that's when cam asked his buddy kevin uh he said is that is that mate asking for help so they got a little bit closer no move along and and they (laughs) shouted hey i can see you to their surprise, when the pair got closer, they found that sure enough, there was a naked dude clanging to some branches, filthy, covered in bug bites. His name was Luke Vostrensky. And the first thing that Luke told him was, uh, quote, I've been eating snails for two days. As he approached the dude, saying he was stuck after he got lost on his way to a New Year's Eve party days earlier. And that's when Mr. Faust was like, yeah, we thought he was having a laugh, you know? And then we went closer and realized the severity of the problem. He was completely naked, cuts all over him, his feet were swollen, he was covered in mud. I mean, it was a bad situation, right? Severely dehydrated. Yeah, bad scene. So uh, the 40-year-old said he really wanted to get out of there, so he was happy to crawl onto the boat where the guys were. And unfortunately, all the dudes have for him, uh, because, you know, they're on a fishing trip, Big J, so they have was a cooler full of beer. And so they offered him a beer because he hadn't anything to drink in a couple of days. Not a beer, a Foster's. And he, well, it doesn't look like, it's a brown bottle, so I don't think it's a Foster's. But either way, he was having a beer on the boat with the boys. And that's when they got the story. Turns out, uh, Mr. Vosrinsky may have been on his way to a New Year's Eve party, but he's also a fugitive from the law. He decided he was going to go on the run and not face charges on some armed robbery stuff that he was facing. So he was under house arrest and he decided to cut off the ankle bracelet that was monitoring him and go on the run. And he was going to go to a party in the process. And that's when he got lost and ended up in a tree. Now, that's the dots that aren't connected, Big J. Right. How uh, how one goes from escaping from house arrest by cutting off an ankle bracelet to fully nude and in a tree over crocodile infested waters i don't know and uh, the dude's not answering so i'm not sure how he gets from okay i'm gonna try to escape these charges and not face my armed robbery stuff to cutting off an ankle bracelet to being completely nude dangling above a river but that's where he found himself so i'm not sure what happened there but either way, uh, when they, the story ended up going viral because the guys posted photos about it, and of course, police were waiting for uh, the guy. When he got back to shore, they f- picked him up there, and he's going to have to uh, face a bunch of charges, including, you know, tampering with an ankle bracelet. It just fell off. Failure to appear, and all the other stuff that goes with the uh, attempted robbery charges that he's facing. So he didn't escape the trouble that he wanted to escape, but probably happy that he's alive and didn't have to eat snails anymore would be my guess. Yeah. Because it wasn't... A, you may want to have a better plan if you're going to escape from your ankle or your house arrest, then uh, I, I'll have to go wherever the world takes me. This also doesn't help our American opinion that uh, Australia is nothing but a, just a bunch of bush. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's so many things in Australia that would kill you. That's why you also need a plan. You don't want to just go wandering like, into a jungle. Of, what kind of New Year's Eve party was he going to? A fully nude one, apparently. Uh, in the middle of a jungle. He's just lucky he didn't run into a kangaroo that wanted to box him. That would have been no fun either. No. So, the good news is he's okay. The bad news is he's still in trouble. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Mudvayne that is happy. Rumors of that band coming back together in 2021 have started to surface once again. We'll see if that actually ends up happening. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J here on 100.3 The X Rocks. And one thing you can always count on, Big J, is nostalgia. It is a pretty big theme this last couple of weeks, of course, with Cobra Kai season three premiering on Netflix and being very popular. Uh, that pretty much that series is almost all nostalgia. And brings back some memories of the 80s. You were talking about how nice and friendly the 80s feel for you. And there is a gentleman that's trying to cash in on this wave of nostalgia. Or maybe, just maybe, he needs himself some serious money. And that would be David Hasselhoff. Have you seen the Hasselhoff auction? No, I, I haven't. He just put out that metal song. Uh, right, he did. He just put out a metal song in like the last month or so. But now he, uh, he, I don't know if he's hard up for money or if he's just deciding to do this because it's not attached to any charities, which means the money's going directly to David Hasselhoff. But he just put up a huge amount of things for auction on the website liveauctioneers.com, and it's a bunch of David Hasselhoff memorabilia. So if you are a fan specifically of Knight Rider or you're a fan of Baywatch or even Baywatch Nights, this is a cavalcade of ridiculous stuff. Uh, including a, a bunch of autographed leather jackets from the filming of Knight Rider that he said that is up for auction, a bunch of autographed scripts from Knight Rider that's up for auction, his personal kit replica car is Damn. up for auction that you can do but the coup de gras the one that's actually getting the most bids and is worth the most money is a piece of one of a kind hollywood memorabilia that you're not going to find anywhere else and quite frankly i'm kind of surprised that david hasselhoff has but i don't know if you've seen it because you don't have kids that were into this stuff but did you ever see the original spongebob squarepants movie no. Okay, so I watched this on a loop because of my kids, obviously. And so there is a scene in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie where the characters from Bikini Bottom make their way up into the surface world, and uh, they need help getting back to Bikini Bottom, and the person that helps them on the beach is David Hasselhoff and his Baywatch character, right? Right. And so he runs in to save the day, and in a, uh, in a you know, scene that can only be described in Spongebob lore, uh, Patrick and Spongebob have to ride David Hasselhoff almost like a motorboat into the middle of the ocean so that they can dive back into Bikini Bottom. And so they had to create this gigantic David Hasselhoff replica of him that were that was used like a boat that screamed through the water. And so it's a giant, life-sized, laying-down version of David Hasselhoff that looks exactly like him with creepy dead eyes and, and a wide-open mouth from the movie SpongeBob SquarePants that is being sold. And they expect it to fetch anywhere between $750,000 and $1.5 oh million dollars for this thing. Right now, uh, the, now the, the auction just went live. And it's sitting at $120,000 for the bid for this thing. And it's got two weeks left before it actually is Why done. Why did so. he end up with that? I don't know. And it's on this gigantic metal rig. Like, it's not a small... And what are you going to do with that? It's I don't like know. some weird art piece. What are you going to do with any of this stuff? 
I mean, uh, but yeah, he's also got like the, the mask that they took from him, like the, the mold of his head for this particular thing is also one of the auction items. So if you are a fan, there's some affordable stuff on there. Like there's autographed Baywatch scripts and autographed Knight Rider scripts for like a hundred bucks right now. So that's somewhat affordable if you want a piece of Tasselhoff memorabilia. This is for the people that have like the kit replica and this. And the kit replica is super cool. Yeah. The inside looks amazing. It's uh, that's for the the little bit pricier versions of things, but they think what they're called what they call Big Dave is what's going to fetch the most for David Hasselhoff at this auction. Listen, so, also don't forget Killing Hasselhoff. The movie. I, I won't. Uh, and a bunch of Don't Hasselhoff shirts are autographed as well. So there's a bunch of stuff on there. If you've got some money burning a hole in your pocket and you want some '80s Hasselhoff nostalgia, it's all there on LiveAuctioneers.com. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. How you act as a kid is actually going to impact your behavior in your middle age, Big J. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm spoiled brat. Researchers from several universities tracked thousands of people from birth through the age 45 in the country specifically of New Zealand and determined that people who had higher levels of self-control as children were way better people at the age of 45. Both their bodies and their brains were healthier as well as biologically younger. Additionally, those who had more self-control as kids seemed to be better equipped to handle the health, financial, and social social challenges of later life as they expressed more positive views of aging and felt more satisfied with themselves in middle age. Yep, I'm in trouble. Scientists point out that self-control can be taught and some study participants who shifted their self-control levels as adults even in their 50s, had better health outcomes than those than their childhood assessments would have predicted. So it's all about self-control, Big J. Everybody fears that old age is like some sort of like sickly, poor, and lonely thing, so aging well is important. And if you have that kind of, I guess, mentality, then self-control is important. Now, that, that goes with, you know, all sorts of stuff. Self-control over food, self-control over uh, exercise, over all sorts of things. So it's about willpower at the end of the day. Yep, failing, failing over here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's still hope for you. It says even in your 50s, you can change things around. Let's make it there first. Alabama's Devonta (laughs) Smith won the Heisman Trophy last night, the first wide receiver to win the award in 29 years since Desmond Howard did it back in the day. He's the fourth receiver ever to win it. Smith beat out three quarterbacks for the award. Trevor Lawrence from Clemson came in second. Mac Jones from Alabama third. Kyle Trask fourth. And Alabama running back Najee Harris came in fifth place. Crimson Tide, uh, the first school in God forever. Army did it back in 1946, but just the second time ever where a school had three players in the top five of Heisman Trophy finalists. So congratulations to Devonta Smith and the Crimson Tide. There is a possibility that the college football playoff national championship game may have to be postponed because Ohio State is dealing with some COVID-19 difficulties and may not have the uh, minimum amount of players available by January 11th. Uh, Gene Smith, the Ohio State Athletic Director, did say they plan on playing on January 11th, but uh, who knows? There is still a lot of time between today and that day, and more positive tests could be popping up, so... You never know. Don't be surprised if the college football national championship game gets postponed. Big J, I have something in common with Ryan Reynolds besides our striking good looks. He was able to work with Alex Trebek one last time before the Jeopardy host passed away and said it was one of the best moments of his life. Of course, Alex Trebek is a proud Canadian, much like Ryan Reynolds is. 
And so it was uh, really awesome for Ryan, according to him, to be working with Alex. He said it was an honor and a little heartbreaking to be with Alex Trebek one last time on Jeopardy. He tweeted Monday he made a virtual appearance to quiz contestants and did a couple of clues in one of the final episodes that Alex Trebek did film for the game show. So Ryan is a part of uh, now Jeopardy lore as well. What do you think about that? Yeah. It was pretty cool to see him on there and happy that he played a part in it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we've got a pretty cool prize here for you. Uh, Our friends in the the band Avatar, you love those guys as well. They are doing a really cool streaming event this entire month of January, and it begins on the 9th. It is called Avatar Dreams. We'll get you set up with a ticket that you can watch with, and uh, you just got to PB and Pop Culture Smackdown. It has been pretty easy the last couple of days, not going to lie to you, but if you want in on this action, all you have to do is get on the phone, and we'll let you play Pop Culture Smackdown. Our phone number, 208-287-1003. And whoever's on the phone when Big J doesn't get an answer correct is your victor. Hello, the X. What's up, man? What's your name? Hello? Hello. You there? Oh, we lost him. Yeah, my headset keeps picking up. There we go. Okay, beautiful. What's your name? Kevin. All right, Kevin, you're up first. Kevin, on what 90s sitcom did high schoolers Zach, Screech, and Slater get in hot water with Mr. Belding? Saved by the bell. That is correct. Right. Big J, when asked for their autograph, what very popular Las Vegas act will simply give you a smudge of paint? Um, it's an act? Yes. I'm going to go with Penn and Teller? Wrong. No, no, they'll sign their names. Uh, what if I said that paint is probably blue? Oh, damn. The Blue Man Group. Right. The Blue Man Group is 100% correct. Got it on the second swing, but it's the first one that counts. Congratulations there, Kevin. You've got some Avatar passes coming your way, Big Shaking his head in disappointment. Uh, not very happy with himself, I'm guessing. But that is the uh, ups and downs of pop culture. No, Penn and Taylor would use invisible ink that would disappear. No, actually, uh, did, oh, no, I, I did go see Penn and Teller in Las Vegas. They do something actually really cool after the uh, after the show is they just hang out in the hall and will gladly sign and take pictures with anybody who wants to do it with them after the show. It's actually pretty cool. It's not as cool as hanging out with Chris Angel and Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. That's true. Although we did not get their autographs either, but we have the picture to prove it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are next on the X-Rocks. Here's the facts. It's time for headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. It all starts with their website, GoTeamMazda.com. Everything you need is right there. Updated inventory for crying out loud. You got the payment calculator, even the Fresh Start credit button. If you've got some credit issues, it all starts there to get you into the next newer used car of your choice. So check it out if you get the chance. GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Look out! Ow! And beware of evolution! Ow! Wearing a werewolf costume isn't looked upon too fondly in a lot of places, Big J. It turns out uh, police in Pakistan's Peshawar city arrested a man dressed in a werewolf costume on New Year's Eve for allegedly terrorizing people. Apparently, uh, the man allegedly made roaring noises at people while riding his motorcycle in his werewolf uniform. Ooh, 
previous charges and identity have not been released, but police say they're investigating the man's motives. I'm guessing it was alcohol and New Year's Eve. Yeah. Motivated the man to dress up like a werewolf, ride around on his motorcycle, and scream at people. I hope he was playing Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. It would have been nice. I would have preferred if had he played basketball instead of riding around on his motorcycle. But uh, I understand the ability to get around. Look out or beware of evolution. Beware of evolution. If you are stuck on a sweltering afternoon in northeastern Madagascar, the coolness of a shade, uh, maybe a leaf or something, is an attractive respite for a frog. But some of these oasises may have hide some hungry architects. Huntsman spiders, Big J. New observations show that these particular spiders uh, have started to attach two leaves together using their silk to create a leafy hollow that's supposed to be basically like a shelter for their prey. And then the, the prey ends up getting caught, of course, in the spider's web. Next thing you know, the arachnids are eating a frog inside one of the pockets, which is nice. Suggesting that over the last year, spiders have figured out how to create structures to lure and trap prey, which is incredibly impressive and a big deal in the world of spider evolution, apparently. They're figuring out how to get food easier. They're learning. They're adapting. Clever girl kind of stuff. You understand? Right. And it's all about spiders, so it's only a matter of time before they figure out what tricks us to lure in the spider web, Big J. They put, like, a taco in there. Look out. Yeah. You can catch yeah. an old Big J in there. <laughs> it's arachnophobia all over again. Wrap it up with Lookout. You may have seen a similar scene in some sort of horror movie, but this is real life. Stephanie Williams of Port Charlotte, Florida, says she was driving on Interstate 75 near exit 190 when she noticed a load of wood carried by a large commercial vehicle ahead of her did not appear to be tightly secured. She says that one of the pieces then lifted up off the back and caught the wind, swaying directly towards her car. It crashed through the driver's side of her windshield, but it broke when it struck her door frame. Williams says she was unable to get enough information to identify the truck or the operating property and it missed her by mere centimeters. It's not clear if an investigation has been launched, but keep your head on a swivel, everybody. You never know. Did I ever tell you about the time that a rock went through my windshield in Florida? No. It almost killed me. Like, as a matter of fact, the guy who replaced my windshield said uh, what ended up happening was I didn't even see because I was changing lanes at the time. But a, a rock, I want to say it was like the size of a softball, had clipped up off the road, jumped on like the hood of my car and then crashed through my windshield and landed in my passenger seat. There was nobody in the passenger seat, but it was like a huge like scrape, crash, and then thunk. And it like hit the seat with such because I was going like 65 yeah. miles an hour and it, it actually put a permanent mark in my passenger seat and the guy who replaced my windshield was like man you are lucky you weren't because if I was already all the way over in that lane it would have gone through the driver's side window and it would have been game over for me because it would hit me right in my chest basically is what would happen I would have got a damn rock through my chest the size of a softball Jesus. which would not have been fun but it always makes me think about that when I see stuff like that I was like man it was pretty close to happening myself so you never know Watch out Close calls. road surroundings. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. Alien talk and your opportunity at bad impressions on the way here on the X. <laughs> Asking Alexandria, they don't want what we want here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And I'm ready for alien talk, dude. 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, lately here in the last year and a half or so, man, things have really kind of started to uh, progress when it comes to discovering extraterrestrial life, Nick. Um, uh, you know, the United States government releasing some of that video of that uh, unidentified flying object and Tom DeLonge uh, continuing his rants and ravings. So here's the thing. Uh, we now have someone coming out who who isn't necessarily somebody we can just call a kook. Uh, Avi Loeb is the, uh, the chairman for the Department of Astronomy at Harvard. Okay. So that's a pretty, you know, big deal. That's a pretty... I would say stable place for the most part. And uh, he says that back in 2017, a 1,300 foot long cigar shaped asteroid first appeared in our solar system, except according to the doctor, it wasn't an asteroid, it was an abandoned alien spaceship. Hmm. Uh, and you know he's not a conspiracy crackpot. He's he's a uh, you know he, he's a legitimate astronomer. Now at the same time, he's also written a book called like, "Extraterrestrial: The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth." Uh, that book is coming out here January 26. So you know it, some of his colleagues are like these are kind of controversial theories, but he based it on the fact that uh, this. Um, asteroid you know had a shiny metal sheen and it wasn't like a lot of other asteroids so you know he he does go down and enlist some some evidence that he feels uh, makes it that makes it feel like it could be an abandoned ship does he say where that asteroid is now where the ship is now uh no but at the time it was only 25 light years away i guess okay. so he doesn't think like it crash landed here or anything like that not, well i don't have read the book but from what i've read so far no so, uh, and th what year is this again? 2017. 2017. All right. Uh, but you're of belief that they're living among us anyway, right? Uh, I mean, it, listen, I mean, it's just hard to th think that this huge, humongous universe and there isn't any other living beings that it can out go out and do things. <laughs> I agree. I, I mean, agree. I agree. I'm not sure they have perfected the world of uh, travel to our particular side of things yet, much like we have it to theirs, but uh, I feel like uh, to think that we are alone in this universe is fairly selfish, but uh, it, listen, we're nothing if not selfish. Uh, yeah, I mean, plan. I would say for sure that, uh, you know, that the governments are probably hiding a few things here, but I don't think that they're teamed up to hide stuff from us because I just don't think they're capable of doing that. No, I don't think anybody's capable of keeping us safe. They're not anyway. capable of keeping us safe in a pandemic. So I, I don't think they can keep and hide from us that kind of information. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Sounds like you got some reading to do later on this month. We have got some bad impressions happening next on The X Rocks. On 100.3 The X. Yeah, let's hook you up with some uh, Avatar action. Uh, they are going to be putting on a hell of a streaming event. Actually, four different concerts for the most part and we're going to get you hooked up with the first one it's called dreams it's on january 9th you just need to figure out bad impressions code will be yours if you can figure out who big j is trying to be you need to give us a call to get online if you want a part of this 208-287-1003 is the phone number big j has prepared three clues each one of those clues revolves around somebody pretty famous figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less and bam the ninth will be a lot, lot fun. More fun for you. Hello, the X. Hello, how are you? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Morgan. All right, Morgan, you're up first. Good luck. I may not be a doctor, but I have a PhD in beats. Uh, next one. Y'all forgot about me, didn't you? 
<laughs> uh, next one. I still love the chronic. <laughs> Dr. Gray. Dr. Dre. 100% yes. correct. Well done, Morgan. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. And, and why is Dr. Dre in the news? Oh, boy. It was a close one. Uh, he was uh, he, he had a, himself a brain aneurysm. He was taken to the uh, hospital in the ICU yesterday. Uh, but he is recovering and doing okay so far that we know. That's very good news because uh, that's scary stuff. That would have been a hell of a way to start 2021. And I don't know if it's true, but I saw that some people got arrested breaking into his house after they found him yeah, at the hospital. Yeah, well, of course. You know, the what? doctor's not in. <laughs> Let's go break into Dre's house. God, man, people but, are the worst. But they're idiots. Like, the, you know, just because he's gone doesn't mean the security's gone. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, either way, happy that he's okay. Did you have, was Dre part of that run-in that you had on the, uh, the, yeah. the up and Oh, man, he was there. I was supposed to get a picture with Dr. Dre, and, uh, he, he had to go to the bathroom, said he'd be right back, and he wasn't. Well, he got ditched by Dr. Dre. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You can put that on the resume. Oh, man, that was a hell of a night. I can imagine. Up uh, and smoke tour, baby. Get well soon, Dr. Dre, for sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J, wrapping up the show next on the X-Rocks. Rob Zombie there, Triumph of King Freak, wrapping up the Morning After with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. We got the news update from Big J that Nocturnal Animals wasn't worth his time, so didn't advise you to be worth your time. That's right. Also had a chance to uh, talk a little bit about maybe having a better plan when escaping from house arrest than to get nude and hide out in a tree because that may not work out for you, especially if you're hanging out over crocodile-infested waters in the middle of an outback in Australia. Covered in bug bites and fully nude is just not not a great way to go through life. No. And a terrible way to spend two days, for sure. As some dude found out the hard way, without a doubt. And we talked about aliens even today. It was a busy day, for sure. It does leave you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, getting older, and uh, he, he even got his Chris's mixed up. Uh, and uh, during a recent charity event, he mistook Chris Pratt, his son-in-law, for Chris Evans. How does he do that? Well, he just made the mistake. He, he, it was a t- it was a Google it was an Instagram telethon, and he said hello, Chris Evans. <laughs> and he said no, not Chris Evans. Sorry, I screwed this whole thing up right from the beginning. Chris Pratt. No. And then he said, sorry about that. I should know your name. You're my favorite son-in-law. And Chris Pratt said, I'm your only son-in-law. I better be your favorite. Who does that hurt I, more, Arnold or Chris Pratt? I, I probably Chris, Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. I, and I got I to gotta think that was probably Arnold messing with him. It could have been on purpose, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that could have very much been on purpose. But still, that's got to it's gotta hit you right in the ego a little bit if you're, uh, yeah. if you're Chris Pratt, for sure. Uh, either way, uh, I'm sure both of them will be just, just fine. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. GoTeamMazda.com is their website, a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure. Check it out if you're in the market for a vehicle. Jason Drew is up next. We will see you on Thursday. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.